This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by Elephant. As a listener of this show, I'm pretty sure you've already embraced technology and practice efficiencies, but sometimes it's hard to find training in those areas. Some of you look to your state societies to get CPE credit, but those tend to be tax or audit focused and quite frankly, from what I've heard, pretty boring. Thankfully, our friends at Elephant have created education for tech-savvy accountants and bookkeepers like yourself. They offer training on platforms like Xero, QuickBooks, and Zapier, webinars on topics like cryptocurrency and firm marketing, have all-star instructors who not only understand technology, but are using it to run their own practices. And just for you, Elephant has a special offer for Cloud Accounting Podcast listeners. Visit elephanttraining.com slash CAP. That's E-L-E-F-A-N-T training.com slash CAP to receive 50% off your first webinar. Again, that's elephanttraining.com slash CAP for 50% off your first webinar. Elephant, building better practices one bite at a time. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast, a show for accountants and bookkeepers using cloud technology to make their jobs more strategic and impactful. I'm Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary. Blake, we got some mail this week. We can quickly address if you want. More mail? Um, I need to find it here. I found it. Open this one up. Uh, it is from Hector Garcia. So Hector Garcia is amazed by the quality of our podcast, which is kind of flattering considering he has a his own Facebook group teaching people how to record video and record audio. So well, I'm I just honored that Hector's even listening. So thank you. I took a picture of the closet in the recording studio that I have. I don't want a, a deep dive on what we're doing, but if you guys have questions about that, we'll um, maybe create a little post and touch everything that we're doing on Hector's um Hector, I'll have to tweet the link to his Facebook group. Yeah, I mean, we can get that out. There's no big secret to our success. I mean, we we do have certain microphones we're using and whatnot, but um, the app that we use is called Zencaster, uh, which is just fantastic. I recommend you check it out. It's it's cool because it 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 records the each track locally on each user's machine, so uh, that way you get super high quality and you don't have issues with lag on the internet. So that's how we're able to interview people all the way in Australia, and it still works. Plus, I think we've noticed since I moved in the closet, the quality's been up. So that's the tip. <laughs> that Everybody get too. in the closet to record. It's the way to go. So where have you been up to? I spent all of last week in Nashville, Tennessee. At Such a great city. Oh, my so God. I've never been there before. It was, I'm a, I'm, you know, I, I was a musician before I became an accountant, and I, I love music. I have a passion for folk, and I, I even like country music a little bit. Man, Nashville was amazing. I cannot say enough good things. We every night we went out in Nashville. And of course, you go out every night during a conference, and it was live music everywhere. So amazing! I couldn't. We don't even have that in LA. I mean, maybe certain parts, but you have to drive there, right? Nashville, it was like fifteen minutes from the from the conference center. And did you stay inside the uh, Gaylord Opry Center? That it's like a big, huge uh, eco dome. Yeah, <laughs> the Gaylord Opryland. It's you just you described it very well as a cruise ship that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no, there's no gambling and there's no, it's like, I think it's the world's biggest enclosed space or something. It's pretty amazing. It was really, uh, it was really great. Great venue that, uh, Intact chose and over 3000 attendees joined, uh, the conference this year, which was 28% over last year, which probably tracks about with the growth of cloud accounting in that, uh, you know, space like mid-sized companies and whatnot. Uh, they did have some announcements. I'm happy to run through David. Before you jump in, just to frame it up. So when you say mid-sized companies, are, is that 3,000 individual mid-sized companies or are people kind of bringing their whole teams with them to a conference like this now? So that included uh, partners, you know, implementers, right? Like uh, my old firm, Armdino, uh, okay. includes um, attendees, users of Intact, lots of them. 
and they tend to bring uh, at least you know a few people on the team will come to do training or learn about add-ons. Uh, Flowcast is there. All the the marketplace partners come. We go because it's a great way to meet people who use Intact who are interested in finding applications to integrate with Intact. We get tons of new business from the conference uh, and because a lot of people go there and they are already attuned to the idea of integrating apps, which is, you know, for folks who are on QuickBooks Online or on Zero, that is just a way of life at this point. But for mid-sized companies, uh, that's a whole new concept to a lot of them. And so these are the most forward-thinking folks in that space in corporate America. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And so what was the big takeaways this time? Uh, so Sage um, Intact had uh, about, uh, I think it was three or four major announcements. I'll start, I'll go down the list. Um, the first item was Sage Intact budgeting and planning. They now have budgeting and planning uh, integrated with Intact in a Sage product. Uh, you and I have discussed that. That was from their acquisition of Bajetta last year or the year before, I believe. So now it's now it's fully integrated. That's a fast, that's a fast integration for an acquisition. Uh, so that's you know nice lightweight functionality. Uh, of course, it's not going to be like one of those full blown FP&A applications like Adaptive Insights or I mean there's there's a number of them, right? Uh, but it'll solve the needs of you know most most users probably. The big one that I liked was the interactive customer port writer. So this is uh, a module that allows users to build custom reports with hierarchical field selection, drag and drop functionality, and automatic formatting and simple subtotaling. So you can do stuff like pivot tables of your data inside of Intact without having to export to Excel. Cool. I think that's something that a bunch of, lots of QuickBooks and Zero users would, would love to have as well. I mean, that was one of the nice features of uh, one of the desktop products, right, is the uh, report writer, advanced reports. Advanced reports, yep. Yeah, yeah, I lo- that, was, that was nice. So that's pretty cool, uh, should help folks. And then they also have uh, a new dynamic allocations module. So that's really important for folks like not-for-profits that have to allocate overhead to various projects. It can be really tedious and time-consuming. So now there's a tool to automate those allocations on a monthly basis. And they can dial that up and down per account Mm -hmm. as necessary. Yeah, I think it's like super configurable. And, you know, not just for -for not-for-profits, but also for anyone who has multiple entities, which is something that tends to be pretty common when you're moving up into ERP, like NetSuite or Intact. You have lots of entities and you need to allocate costs among them. Uh, maybe a cost that is you know, uh, incurred by one entity on behalf of all the others. So dynamic allocations is a, a pretty cool feature. Should help Got save it. some time, automate some of that. Got it. Anything else major? The last one was, uh, well, it's kind of surprising, but it, it drew a big applause from the crowd, apparently, was Intact is building bank reconciliations. So bank feeds. Yes, bank bank feeds. Yep, which haven't existed. Uh, And it kind of blew my mind when I got into this space that 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 was something that hadn't yet been automated in the ERP world. But the priority, that has not been where the priority is. So they're 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 finally um, making a move to help speed that up. Did they give any insight on um, how they're doing that? Are they building it from scratch? Are they using a third party platform to uh, to scrape the bank feeds? That I do not know, and I would be very interested to find out. So I'm going to dig into that. I'll let you know next week what I find out. Next week, okay. Or yeah, we'll be at Cooper's Connect next week. So maybe you can tell me in person. That'll be exciting. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. So uh, what's new with you, David? Um. So there was a news article. You and I were both in the news. So really uh, together for good reasons. Well, actually, you weren't in there, but Auto Entry and Flowcast were both in there. Okay. And I'm in there because I'm joining Auto Entry. What? 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 When did this happen? 
as of Tuesday, I joined auto entry. And so it's just uh, coming out of retirement. It's the right fit for me to uh, jump in and get back into the game and uh, kind of missed everybody and looking forward to seeing everybody at Quick Connect next week. Well, that's really exciting. And auto entry is like in your backyard, right? Yeah. So their U.S. offices are in Tucson, Arizona. So that's convenient for me. I don't have to. Uh, it's interesting. I'm going into an office instead of working remotely. It's a it's, it's a little bit of a new world for me. Uh, well, what else is new? Uh, so you're, you're at auto entry. Did you read any good news this week? Um, I saw that the... Uh, and I don't know when this survey came out, but I saw that Michelle Long had a blog post about the uh, Intuit 2018 Intuit rate survey. Mm-hmm. So they surveyed, I want to say, just over a thousand bookkeepers and accountants. I think it was might have been skewed a little heavy towards QuickBooks Pro Advisors. Um, and a couple of interesting takeaways. One was the billing uh, hourly billing rates. So since two, they've been doing this survey since 2016, mm-hmm. and Based on the data of the survey, it's saying hourly billing has decreased by 35% and value pricing has increased by 56% since 2016. Wow. Now, that's significant. I could definitely believe on the value pricing because that's starting probably from zero or a very low number, right? And I could totally, I I can buy the 56%. But based on like so many people talking about how much they charge for an hour to do X service that I see on the Facebook groups and things, I'm wondering, like, I find it hard to believe that over one third of everybody now is, is is not billing hourly. Well, maybe it's a combination. Like maybe they're doing both. Okay, maybe they're so, doing both. I know, I know a sense. ton of people. Like a ton of people say, "Oh yeah, we do value billing," but then for some stuff, we do hourly billing. And I, I honestly think, like, I am not a total. You have to go to all value billing type person. I think that for some jobs, it's the right thing, and for some jobs, you really do want to stick with hourly. Got it. A hybrid approach. Cool. Yeah. It just depends. Like to me, value is when you're guaranteeing an outcome, that's when you do value pricing. And if you're not guaranteeing an outcome, you're just giving somebody a resource, like loaning them your bookkeeper. Hourly billing works well for that. Got it. One thing that was cool, there's a a link to a second Intuit site where it has like an interactive uh, chart that lets you really, it's almost like an interactive infographic and you can slice and dice the survey data. Mm-hmm. And one of the observations that I, my takeaway just kind of poking around in it is how interesting is the hourly bill, the hourly rates that people are billing. So tax, you know, tax returns is, is the highest. The second highest, which is as a third-party app consulting. Mm. So, hey, I'm, I need to help my uh, a brewery client set up EcoSprewmaster. I need to help my law- lawyer client set up Clio Law Firm software, right? The third-party app consulting mm-hmm. is uh, higher than people are getting a higher hourly wage for, or rate for that than they are um, troubleshooting QuickBooks online. Wow. Uh, and the lowest coming in, the lowest, if I'm reading the results correctly, is the... Um, Bookkeeping, like hourly rates for bookkeeping, so are the lowest of all the services you could be providing. So it's kind of more testament to automating your your processes. Stop doing the bookkeeping work and get into this higher value. So I'm not able to get in here right now. So tell me, like, just give me some an idea. Like, what are the ranges we're talking about? Like, what are what are people charging for bookkeeping on average? So like California, some of the California, Texas, Florida, some states like that are averaging about seventy six dollars for an hourly rate for bookkeeping. Uh, for bookkeeping, and then what's uh, the what's the consulting going for? That's coming in uh, at about um, ninety one for Ooh, California. Wow, yeah, that's pretty and good. So it's in a, yeah, a little bit higher for that. And then when you start getting the third party app consulting. That's where um, it's pushing the 95, 96, 97, $100 mm-hmm. range, and then 
tax really jumps up and it is about 130, 150 bucks. But it's interesting how consistent that is across the country versus state by state. Some of the other ones vary a lot by state, but taxes is pretty, pretty level across the board, uh, across all the states in the survey. Yeah. So there's all different ways to play with the data. There's graphs, there's, uh, you can take, you can drill down and play with the numbers. So it's worth people taking a look at, especially if you're trying to, you know, think about your pricing. Now you just got done with your small business busy seasons. It's probably time to digest and look at some of this information. Yeah, that's great. And I love that tool. I mean, uh, th- that report, we didn't have the tool at the time, but that report was hugely helpful to me when I was starting my own business. Hey, I've got a story. Uh, this is great, actually, follow-up from Intact Advantage. It's by Jennifer Warawa. This is called The CPA's First Round Pick, Attracting and Retaining the Next Generation of Accountants. It appeared uh, on the 23rd on Accountex Network, and it is all about how the talent crunch uh, is is going to make attracting and retaining account, accountants a big challenge, uh, which you know I'm really happy to see... Um, uh, an, uh, such a great article on this topic because I'm very passionate about it. Uh, one stat in particular that Jennifer cited that I was not aware of uh, is that 80% of millennials say workplace tech would be a deciding factor when considering a new job. That's from a study by Dell and Intel. 80% of millennials will accept or reject a new job depending, perhaps depending on the technology that they get to use at that job. I, I can see that. I mean, because I, I think there's probably enough choice now, right? Where there's enough companies that have that are using tech efficiently, embracing tech, where you have a choice. I think if you go back a decade ago, none of people were using it, and you didn't have that power as somebody applying for a job, right? They can't, yeah. So I buy into that number. Yeah, and so this is my argument, which is that you know, over the next ten years, it's going to get harder and harder to find good talent. The way you're going to attract them or retain them is is by having modern technology in your accounting team. If you're still on that legacy desktop ERP in ten years, nobody's going to want to work for you because they're going to hate coming into work, and they're, you're going to make them come into work because they can't work remotely because they're stuck on this desktop ERP system. Um, Another great stat from the from the article is a McKinsey study in 2008 that found that demand for social and emotional skills such as leadership and communication will rise 24% in the coming years. And so that is a lesson for those folks who are part of the upcoming workforce for millennials, for even for Gen Zers. You can't just focus on accounting uh, technology uh, even you can't focus on gap or your accounting skills. You really need to be developing soft skills because that's that's going to be very very important in the in the new in the new era of cloud accounting 2.0 as we like to call it. So everyone, go check out this article. It's great, and I'll put that in the show notes. So so I have an article. I'm gonna put you on the spot because like I've I've read two articles covering it. There's a survey, but the gist of it is there's um, a survey about the uh, dark side of accounting uh, expertise. And they're basically the, the premise is, and I'll see how you kind of buy into this, but mm-hmm. if, if I have audit experience, if I have um, accounting uh, background, right, and I'm the CEO of a company, I'm much more prone to possibly figure out how to not cook the books might not be the right word, but kind of um, play the numbers game a little bit to overstate mm-hmm. earnings. Like I'm just more prone to that because I know all the tricks. Like, what's your opinion? I don't know if you saw these articles. If you, because this was covered in a couple different, um, couple of the media, different media properties over the week. But I don't know. If, did you, if you see any of that? Did you digest that? Maybe if anybody's listening, what's your take on that? I, I kind of follow the logic on it. 
I, I feel like this is common knowledge, right? Is that if you have a lot of accounting expertise, then yeah, you if you've done accounting, then you know how you can manipulate earnings and manipulate numbers. And you know, the question is, are you going to do it or not? Um, I think the big problem is that we have such enormous pressure on public companies from Wall Street to meet quarterly earnings expectations that executives feel like they have no choice, right? That they will fail if they don't meet those targets. And so they'll push the envelope or sometimes even break the law. Um, and I just think we need to do something. I don't know what, but yeah. we need to do something about the pressure that investors are putting on companies because that pressure is what directly turns into um, fraud. Yeah, I keep, you're right. It's probably tied to the pressure. And I saw another article, which I don't think. Not, not to say that, you know, like uh, the, the dis, disavow uh, accounting of responsibility. We do have responsibility as professionals and, and CPAs and whatnot. But uh, again, I think it's, you know, two way street. People, if the people perform to what they're, the, what they're asked for, right? If people want quarterly results at any cost, somebody's going to give them yeah. those results, right? Yeah. So yeah, one, one suggestion I saw was, you know, let's, let's get rid of quarterly and go to, go to twice a year as they do in other parts of the world. Maybe somebody will do an interview. Maybe we'll get a little bit more on it. But right now it's, I think it's people kind of reporting the results of the survey and I don't see a lot of uh, recommendations coming or opinions about the survey. Actually, at this point, it's just a lot of recommendations based off the observations in it. Hey, David, I've got to jump on a call. So if uh, we probably should wrap things up, if our listeners would like to get in touch with you, well, where should they reach you online? The best thing to do is to come to QuickBooks Connect next week. Yes. See, see me there. We're going to be at the uh, pre-conference party, which is uh, put on by Press Ignition, Auto Entry, T-Sheets. How do we get a hold of you? If you want to re reach me, it's Blake T. Oliver on Twitter. Awesome. See you next week. Thanks, David.